Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Cinema Swap, the podcast where we take a look at older movies and think, if this was made today, who would be cast as the main characters? Uh, I'm your host, Chris, here with my faithful co-host, Forrester. <laughs> Hello. And my other co-host, no, wait, Sam's at school, so we're actually joined Ooh, by... <laughs> Sam? Don't we're stay actually school. joined by a very special guest tonight, um... He's a stand-up comedian sometimes, a lot of the time. Occasionally, uh, he's done it. Yeah, and also one of the one of the uh, hosts of the Concession Stand podcast, uh, the only other movie podcast on the internet, exclusively. Yeah, yeah we said just us, and then this one. Uh, so, listeners, I'd like to introduce you to old friend uh, Gabe Broderick. Hey, hey. I don't know how to how to say no, hi like that's, a normal yeah, person. It is difficult to say hello <laughs> like a normal person. Usually, when I get to introducing Sam, he takes about three seconds to realize we've been talking, and then goes, "Oh, hey, what's up?" Oh, hey, by the way, yeah, <laughs> and we that's how Sam. you casually introduce yourself. <laughs> Sam is our resident agent of chaos. Ah, so on the on the wheel of like uh, lawful good, lawful evil, he's he's just chaos. He's all chaos. He's, he's chaotic. chaotic, chaotic neutral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he cares for nothing but chaos. He's just funny, he's just normal chaos. In a, yeah. one of our Christmas episodes, if we did Home Alone, he just recast it as the entire cast from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia <laughs> with Danny DeVito as Kevin McAllister. And I almost left the recording. God, that pissed Chris off so it's, much. It's the genuineness of him casting as Danny DeVito as Kevin McAllister. I'm like, oh, wow, that's just, I mean, that's a choice. That's a choice. No, he just, I think he was like, I'm going to recast the entire It's Always Sunny, and like, the obvious choice for Danny DeVito is to play Kevin, right? It's got to be the shortest guy, like it has to, yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> if you're going to do content, the recast, you got to furious. <laughs> exactly. I mean, Charlie Day could probably make a pretty good Kevin, too. <laughs> if, if we're going there, I think he would have been a lot more fun as Kevin than Danny DeVito. So does Danny DeVito play Joe Pesci? I feel like yeah. that's too obvious. No, Danny DeVito plays the neighbor, the, the creepy neighbor. Oh, the man. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. And then he invites him over for ham. <laughs> a honeyed ham. Yeah, it makes all the <laughs> <A sense>. rum <laughs> ham. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, listeners, in case you're getting excited, we're not doing another Home Alone episode today. Because... Home Alone 4, guys. <laughs> Straight to DVD. Classic. <laughs> yeah. We're doing Home Alone, not Lost in New York, except we're um, we're only recasting Trump because he's gone. <laughs> oh, oh, Chris, we don't like to get political here. He's been recast oh, no. by democracy. <laughs> oh, well done. <laughs> yeah, I have a university degree. <laughs> I studied this once. <laughs> I don't know um, where he bought it, but he does own it. <laughs> it's somewhere. I printed mine too. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it's in calligraphy. <laughs> big word um but no the movie we are talking about tonight and this is one that uh, gabe you are a huge fan of and now i'm a huge fan of having watched it for the very first time the other day um now listeners it might have been a, a hint if you read the episode title uh but we're talking about training day i thought we were sorry. Over our this is one of my not. favorite bits is yeah. <laughs> i don't know if you know this but if you if you saw the title well, our listeners don't read at all, and we've advocated strongly for that. That yeah. like they should, we should be the only podcast. I guess they can listen to your podcast too, but yeah. 
we should be really the only podcast. So they don't need to read the title. They just click on the podcast just app. Click and, and go. go. Yeah, you, don't, exactly. you should just be blind. It's in fact, you yeah, I was about to say, off. don't even use your eyes. It would be ideal if the listeners only had this queued up on their phone and just swipe <laughs> open the screen, click, and then don't worry about it. In fact, get a new phone exclusively for this podcast, yeah. where all I it think, has is the podcast. I think a few episodes ago, we actually did advocate for poking your own eyes out and just listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I don't I even think, know if we've only done that once. I think we've done that more than once. <laughs> I think we're on brand. <laughs> yeah, that's... It's canon. Everything is on brand. Yeah. Listen, um, you don't need eyes to listen to podcasts. Right. But you do need <laughs> eyes to see <laughs> Training Day. That's yeah. right. That's right. I was about to say, I don't think we've even mentioned the name of the movie yet. <laughs> I, I did say it. I did say it the one time, but that is also that tangent. That is very on brand with us. This is probably the quickest we've ever actually gotten into talking about the movie. I'm trying to impress Gabe by being a good host, so uh, I thought of. I thought quick, of everybody put on pants for him. <laughs> ah, well, I mean, the whole reason I laid it out is so I wouldn't forget. Uh, okay. <laughs> We get off the rails once in a while. That's uh, half the fun of podcasting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But Training Day. Holy shit. What a movie. So I was confused when you told me that you've never seen Training Day. It's just, it never, it just never came up. Like, I, I'm aware of the film. I had just never gotten around to seeing it. I'm so what bad people are like, like Denzel Washington's best movie of all time, Training Day. You're like, nah, I like The Equalizer. Yeah. <laughs> I, was just like, I do like The Equalizer. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, oh. Equalizer okay. 2 is much better than Equalizer I'm, 1. Uh, yes, that's true. But I'm going to get into maybe why. Because I, like, this movie's good. But it's not my favorite movie by any means. And I think it's because Denzel Washington, Denzel Washington to me, always comes off with, like, weirdly strong grandpa energy. And it's weird even, seeing him when he's, like, young. Oh, when he's young. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. But yeah. versus the Equalizer, he should be maybe even older to be playing that character. Like, Accurate. that's perfect for, like, badass grandpa character. This one's the hat. Weird. They put the hat on him, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm instantly 15 years older than I am." I'm like, "Nah, you're still kind of 60." Yeah, of course, he doesn't. Would look... you argue that Morgan Freeman should have been in Equalizer? Then is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> that would be kind of crazy. I'm Recap not against Equalizer that. Morgan. <laughs> I'm not against that. I don't think he would be able to move. Like he would need like a, a chair that does yeah, all but, the work for him. I mean, stunt doubles, right? I don't think Denzel does most of his own stuff. That's when you get one of those ab doubles. Uh, apparently, he does all of the hand stuff, like all the hand. Yeah, so is, so oh, yeah, is, uh, sure Denzel Steven does Seagal. all the hand stuff. Yeah. Whatever that means, all the Steven Seagal shit, like the yeah, stuff that exactly that looks like that's, in here. that's not exactly advocating a strong amount of like healthy living. <laughs> you can wave your arms around. <laughs> Have you guys seen Steven Seagal fight scenes in like his recent stuff? It is so the funniest bad. damn thing. Like. <laughs> It was really funny, like, in the 90s, and yeah. now it's just, like, it's, it's sad, depressing. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he's still signing checks, you know? Like, I'm so, yeah. Still he's, he's hanging out with, God, who was it? I think he's a big fan of Vladimir Putin. Putin. Big fan he, of Putin. He's a big Putin guy, but also, like, hangs out with Putin. I think Romania or something. Like, there was some other, like, Eastern European, like, dictator who hosted him at his palace back in the day. It was like a big, like a big fucking I just want to know how Steven Seagal even got in contact with Vladimir Putin. Like, I want to know what that first conversation was. Putin must have reached out to him, right? Yeah. Hey, sense, right? big fan of Under Siege. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which was a great movie back then, but, you know. 
<laughs> anyways, Training Day. I'm glad you guys watched it. I'm glad this was an excuse. I mean, I've already seen it. This is not my first time watching it. Um, I made a few notes about things I very much enjoyed. Okay. First off, when he says, we're in the office, baby, and then still Dre starts playing, I got very excited. That's legendary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre are both in the movie, as we know, and that's their song. So that's kind of fun. That's cute. So So I always thought, like, I re- we watched it on thir- yesterday to like brief myself again on the yeah. movie. So in the world where still Dre exists, where he's playing it while he's driving, are right. are Snoop Dogg and Dre like people are like, man, you look a lot like Dr. Dre, and he's like, man, that's crazy. Like, Get out of here. You act and talk and look exactly like Snoop Dogg, but you're in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way to tell them apart. <laughs> like you know Snoop what? Dogg sits down and some guy tries to bri- like buy crack from him. He's like, whoa, 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 that's the other guy. <laughs> that's Blue. In East LA, yeah, talk to him. It's like, it's like Clark Kent, Superman. He, he sits in a wheelchair. Oh, where'd Snoop Dogg go? <laughs> Where is he? Excuse me, sir. Oh, I see crack? <laughs> and the same with Dr. Dre. He put on a bulletproof vest. Oh, shit, officer. Did you see where Dr. went? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, I'm in need of a beat. <laughs> But you're clearly I, being robbed. No, I need a producer. Sir, Eminem <laughs> is Slim Shady. <laughs> it's, it's 2001. Have you heard of Eminem yet? <laughs> the Chronic, sir, please. I'm begging. <laughs> oh, man. But that is but a that dope movie scene. Is filled, it's filled with like very much like a lot of snapshot scenes and lines like that. Where it's yeah. like, you're in the office. Drop the needle. It, yeah. It does feel like you have to step back and kind of, oh, well, you have, definitely have to suspend your disbelief, but you have to understand that this is like, it's set up for those one liners and you just have to enjoy it. Like, it's just as serious as it can be, but has like lines like that. And you're like, did this win like Oscars? What happened here? How did I that was... happen? <laughs> you have to remember it's what, 2001? 2001. Two? It's a different world. I was laughing a lot. Like, there was a lot of funny lines. It is very funny. And there were some lines where, like, it it wasn't, like, a joke, but just the way, like, when Denzel's being sassy sometimes. I'm like, this is is a scary, like, intense moment. But the way he did it was funny. Yeah. It's, it's, what's the, when he's, when they're in the diner, and he's talking about, he's like, do you know, do you know where your dick is? It's (laughs) on the other side. (laughs) Our two pockets, reach in, pay for the bill. <laughs> is this the first five minutes of this movie? Is this real? Like I said, inappropriate grandpa energy. <laughs> ah, dirty grandpa energy. Yeah, bad yeah, grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> Look, he's not a role model, all right? <laughs> no, certainly not. Yeah, it's the, it's the, le- do you like to get wet, Jake? You know, <laughs> the Sherman Hemsley, the green. <laughs> like, this guy's too high for you to be throwing names at him. We like, you just need to tell him he smoked angel dust. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that would still be a name. You'd be like, what the hell's Angel does? I don't know what that means. Oh, PCP. PCP. Well, it's funny because originally, before he mentioned that he smoked PCP, I thought the movie was doing a really, really stupid, I'm high on weed thing where it's like, oh, it's all green. And it's like, what a weird. What a like, weird way to be like losing the sky with yeah, diamonds. I, just weed. And then I he's like, oh, it's PCP. I'm like, oh, okay, that. I understand now. <laughs> And I was like, this is like a 90s PSA. And I was like, wait, I don't remember this being this anti-weed before. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it was oh. Also, looking back, I didn't realize how erotic Denzel was being about the, the drug deal. He's like, yeah, it's sexy, isn't it? I'm like, it's just a drug deal with some college kids. Like, relax. <laughs> He's a freak in this movie. Like, he is 
He's a nasty boy. Yeah, I, I, there's a lot of small things in this movie, like rewatching. I'm like, oh, I totally forgot about this. Like the whole mm-hmm. Macy Gray scene, totally forgot about it. Oh yeah, no, I um, like, and there's we'll get into this when we're talking about the casting. But for me, like, we only so listeners, I'll, I'll get into who we decided to recast because this movie really is a two man show. There's a lot of supporting cast. But, like, today, all we're going to look at is Jake Hoyt, played by Ethan Hawke, and, of course, Alonzo Harris, played by Denzel Washington. Like, we couldn't think of anybody else who's in the movie long enough to even talk about. I mean, I guess Terry Crews, who is, yeah, I think, Terry gangster Crews. number two. Terry Crews! <laughs> I know! When I saw him, I was like, yeah! And I was like, oh, he's in it for, like, less than a second. He doesn't even have a speaking role. <laughs> Do you know the story about how Terry Crews got on the on set for that? Did he, wasn't he just wasn't on? cast. He just kept on showing up. This was like after his NFL career. He kept on showing up because he knew like one of the guys on set and he like keep showing up and maybe they'll put you in. And eventually Denzel's like, hey, didn't you, didn't you play in the NFL? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, hop on the scene. And then he just kept on hanging out and he kept on being, I'm sure he was dancing and doing that shit that he likes to do. And eventually yeah. they're like, yeah, just keep hanging out. And then that's how we got into <laughs> training day. It's crazy because he also looks the exact same 20 years ago as he does today like he didn't I, age a fucking day not even if anything he's smaller <laughs> <laughs> he looks real thin then <laughs> yeah yeah wow man he he packed on some <laughs> yeah but it's just crazy like i guess healthy living hey boys <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad he got out of east la <laughs> yeah it, well it looked like a dangerous neighborhood <laughs> macarthur park looked really crazy yeah i mean those houses though probably would sell for like a lot nowadays because houses are just so fucking expensive. <laughs> I mean, of course, easily. I think two thousand one still. <laughs> the crazy thing is when I when they first pulled into that scene, like that street, looking at all those houses, my first thought was, "Fuck, I couldn't even afford to live there." <laughs> I could never even do that. <laughs> Granted, in LA, that's basically the Oshawa of LA, so I, I feel like it's still <laughs> surprisingly more affordable than you'd think. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Man, fuck. Very much enjoyed this movie, though. And, like, like you think one of Denzel's best performances, I would have to agree. Like, I, I'm trying to think of how many Denzel Washington movies I've seen, and probably not enough. Like, I really enjoyed Inside Man. Classic. Oh, it's so fucking good. I'm, and I've probably seen him in a lot of other stuff that I just can't think of off the top of my head. There's, but, like, the often <clears throat> debated, like, his best, best role that's often debated is Spike Lee's Malcolm X. That's usually people are like, he yeah. should have won the Oscar for right. that. Uh, and I think this is like the gimme Oscar afterwards. I don't think he should have won the Oscar for this between you and I. Uh, but I, it's fine. I mean, he deserves an Oscar. Uh, <laughs> just give it to a fuck. <laughs> just give it. But for that's what some, happens. Like, you know, Al Pacino some... gets the Oscar for Scent of a Woman. He doesn't deserve it for Scent of a Woman, but you get it. Give him the Oscar. Yeah. He got snubbed, so this is like rebound Oscar. Exactly. <laughs> Look at Brad Pitt. He doesn't deserve it for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but just give him the Oscar. Uh, he's been around long enough. Yeah, I don't know. I really liked that movie, but I yeah, I don't know if he was like It's not Oscar worthy performance, but it was an enjoyable movie. I think it was the the roof the roof repair scene where those are Oscar winning abs at a fifty year old. Oscar winning abs. <laughs> see, sometimes you just gotta have good abs for exactly. a good amount of time. I keep telling you guys, you gotta listen to me. You just gotta have that, six pack. <laughs> is that what was holding Denzel back? He just never put his abs on screen? Is that what the issue was? I think that was it. He always had like just like dad bod energy. Yeah. Tremendous dad bod energy. <laughs> 
Well, I think it's because I just can't. I have such a hard time picturing Denzel running. I know I've seen him run. I know I've seen him run. I, you know what? I don't think I have. Well, if, here's the. I was like, no, I'm lying. I've seen him run, and I was like, that's a stunt double. That's straight up a stunt double. <laughs> I've seen him run once, and it's in Malcolm X when he's running away from the when he's like still like Malcolm Little. And he's running away from the guys who he owes money to. And he only runs for maybe like six feet. <laughs> it's like three yeah. steps. And he like tries to dive somewhere. Does he run in American Gangster? Because that's a dope-ass movie. Uh, that's a Denzel Washington. No, Frank no Lucas, in, in fact, it's quoted that Frank Lucas runs from nobody. <laughs> Fair enough. There you go. <laughs> I was thinking, he, remember the Titans. And I was like, nah, he just stood around and coached. He didn't run at any point. <laughs> Wasn't there a jogging scene? Aren't they jogging some? I, don't I even think, think he's he... driving a little cart or something. <laughs> he might be. <laughs> On, as opposed to Tom Cruise, who all exclusively has to run. running in every movie. Yeah. Tom Cruise is a video game character. They both made like a deal with the devil, and like Tom Cruise is like, I want to run all the time. And Denzel's like, you can have mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like camp activities. I don't want to go swimming. You can take my swimming credits. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, I'm going to sit in the arts and craft tent and smoke with the alternative camp counselor. <laughs> She's my favorite. Man, that's <sighs> a joke. They're all alternatives. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I've been to summer camp. I know how weird counselors can get. And I think on that note, on that, probably a great time <laughs> to take it. a little break. And we'll get right back with your Cinema Swap action, listeners. All right, everyone, we are back from the break. Uh, and thank God, because I was really missing you all. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> it gets lonely, all right, guys? It gets lonely. Give me a break. So first up, we're going to talk about Jake, the uh, the rookie cop, like brand new detective, or not detective yet. He wants to be a detective. He's, uh, you know, green around the ears, I guess he's like, later in the movie, he said, oh, how long have you been a cop for? 13 months. It's like, whoa, shit. Like, <laughs> you are fresh. fresh. Yeah. Um, so the for my movie, for my movie, I, I thought that Anthony Mackie would do a great job as Jake Hoyt. Because, oh. and I looked it up, Anthony Mackie's like in his early 40s, but he looks a lot younger and he can definitely play like, he could probably play 10 years younger. Easy. Easily. He's... He's a really, he's a fun actor. He's got a lot of energy. Weird thing to say, I guess. Um, but I think he would deliver those lines really well. And I, I would see his facial expressions go from like really excited and like plucky to like gradually more and more stressed and jaded and like pissed off as the movie goes along. To like on yeah. PCP to not on PCP. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that really runs through a system. <laughs> yeah. He's also, like, there's some decent fight scenes in the movie. And I, th and I think Mackie, he's, he's good in fight scenes. Like, we know he can do action stuff from the Marvel movies. And I think I think he'd be a lot of fun with who I picked to play Alonzo. Which you guys are probably going to scream at me for. But anyway, we're not talking about, not talking about him right now. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think Anthony Mackie would do a great job. And just be a lot of fun to watch. What do you guys think? 
Gabe, you want to tear down his hopes and dreams first? (laughs) I mean, like, I like Anthony Mackie. I think he's a gem. And I feel like if you're recasting it to flip the dynamic, as in, like, instead of an older black cop and a younger white guy, we're flipping it to a younger black guy and an older white guy, a little topsy-turvy. I like the way you think. I, too, did the same thing. Yes. Um, But, uh, Anthony, I just don't know if Anthony Mackie has... He kind of acts in a way that feels very, like, TV show, very soap opera attic type. Okay. Like, I think he okay. over-enunciates a lot of things. He doesn't have a lot of subtlety to his performances that I find, except I, for that one episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> which was I was going to say, that I, I was thinking similar ways, but it's because, I mean, you heard me, my little rant about Denzel Washington having, like, grandpa energy. Ethan Hawke has just normal guy energy. He seems like the most normal person when Regular he acts. Regular ass dude. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, it's, it's, I thought about that. I was like, that doesn't make like a good, enjoyable movie. But when I thought about it, I was like, he is actually like nailing every performance because he just seems like a normal guy in those situations. And you're like, yeah. Versus Anthony Mackie has maybe too much like charisma to like, but maybe I can see I just... that I can see him being the boppy, like high energy, like excited to be there kind of person versus like Ethan Hawke just comes off like, really nervous and just there so yeah. i don't know i can see it working no, but I, here's the thing with this It'd movie be a very different movie oh, yeah, yeah. With, with this movie it took me the entire film to think of my cast i usually can get them halfway through or pretty early on i racked my brain the entire movie this it drove me crazy i even i solidified my picks yesterday morning and I watched the movie like three days ago like i i it's they do such a good job. I'm like, shit, can we even recast this? Like, is there anybody else for these roles? So I, I went, I don't want to say settle on Anthony Mackie. I, I do like Anthony Mackie, and I think he's fun. I want to believe he could, you know, bring that subtlety, like you were saying, mm-hmm. uh, Gabe. Like, maybe he doesn't a lot, but I I want to think he'd do a good job. But I definitely see where you guys are coming from as well. I, well, here's the thing, is even though I said all that, I, I like your pick better than Ethan Hawke, because Ethan Hawke, yeah, I just plays like a normal dude, and I never feel like strongly attached to his character because I'm like, you're there, you're not likable, you're just kind of there. <laughs> I see. I disagree. I there's a a sense of naivete to him that I'm like, oh, he really has no clue. Like when he went when he goes to buy drugs from Snoop. Yeah, can I uh, can I can I get some? And it's interesting. It's can I buy some crack? Can I buy some crack? <laughs> yeah, some 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 what? Get out of here, narc! And it just—it's funny because it seems that whole that whole interaction just seems very realistic. That's and the that's sense fair. that there's—it's a guy very much a fish out of water. Oh yeah. And I don't know if Anthony Mackie always seems like he knows how to swim. If we're using the fish out of water analogy, mm-hmm. he always seems like he could be on land and be in the water at any given time, and he seems very comfortable. <laughs> and I don't know if he can be uncomfortable. Yes, very amphibious. That's the word. Yes, yeah, that's that's <laughs> fair. That's fair. Yeah, no, totally fair. I like I said, this was so tough for me, and finally my brain snapped and I picked him. I'm gonna stand by it, but I do respect. What, I, do I like. Respect here's where coming the from. thing, though. He has the same likability factor. So if I see him in a tough situation, I'm invested in him trying mm-hmm. to get out of it, which I think is like the main foundation for this. It's like, it, do I really want this kid to survive? Like, is he going to be okay? And I yeah. think Anthony Mackie has that energy. See, yeah, okay. That's what I was trying to get is that I like probably Anthony Mackie more than I like Ethan Hawke, where like, if I saw, 
if I saw Ethan Hawk in those situations, most of the time I'm like, you know what? You have no one to blame but yourself. <laughs> Even though that's not his fault. <laughs> I just, I'm like, you know what? Shouldn't have been a cop. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, maybe it's because I'm a normal ass, like, dude. I'm just like, yeah, no, I wouldn't get in that situation. That's on you. For Anthony Mackie, I'm like, no, you were just like gung ho, high energy, and you ran in without thinking. That's, you know, that's unfortunate. <laughs> it happens to all of us. <laughs> now, speaking of gung ho and high energy, Gabe, how about you tell us who you picked to play Jake? So this was my my tough – so I, I battled. This was a lot, but I had to look at the larger picture. I went back and forth on whether, whether I wanted to recast as a, a flip dynamic like you did, but I decided to stay true uh, to flipping the dynamic in a more modern sense. I was like, you know what? I think flipping it makes it a little bit stronger. So I went with Jamie Foxx. To play Jake? As, to play Jake. Roll with me on this. Okay. Years, only three years prior, two years, two years prior, he plays uh, Willie Mays Hayes in um, uh, in Any Given Sunday. No, Willie B- Bowman. I'm sorry, Willie Bowman in, in, in Any Given Sunday. A young, budding quarterback, just excited to get there. Very wide-eyed, beaver tail. Like he's just really, he's trying to get in there. Uh, and I see a lot of that, like leading man energy in there. And I would, I'd be ex- also. You get a lot of the kind of wow aspect of a young guy excited to get in there. And then also, you get a, you, he has the acting range to be literally anything. Like mm-hmm. in Collateral. Like in Ray. So his ability to play, downplay his kind of big, larger-than-life leading man energy that we often see in other roles later on in his career. Earlier on, I think he's got the ability to play a younger, wide-eyed guy just excited to be there with who I would pick as Alonzo later on. Yeah, I mean, I, I I thought about picking Jamie Foxx for Alonzo. I didn't, um, but I, I like what you're saying because, like, well, Jamie Foxx is definitely a little older now. Like, like Anthony Mackie, he could he could definitely you know play younger, yeah, play younger, put a little more dye in his hair if he needs to. Um, I wonder how old he'd be then. How well, because I mean, the way we look at it is if it, if it's made in 2021, so like Jamie Foxx is older now, older okay. now but. He could still play like a young family man if they, uh, you know, dye his hair the right way. <laughs> and it depends on who we cast as the older guy as well. Yeah. Like if it's um, Michael Caine, that is totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> the chief of police. Yeah. Ian McKellen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, Jamie Foxx is unreal. Um, a f- fucking awesome actor. We know he can fight. Like he's been in action stuff before. And not that it's a huge action movie anyway, but I think yeah. he'd also, like you're saying, do like the wide-eyed, the wide-eyed thing pretty well. Like yeah, Jamie Foxx's, his surprise face is very good. He does, he does emotion. His emotional range is really surprisingly yeah. wide for a guy who started in comedy. Usually that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I apologize. I presume we were casting for the year of. No, but it's okay. <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm just going to dig my heels in. And yeah, I'm like, hey, it. we can die, Look, we can de-age people, the internet, the technology, things. things we that all have made mistakes before where we didn't realize something and then quickly were like, you know what? I stand by it. <laughs> I'm in. Ten fingers, ten toes. It is all good. No, I even with making the movie in 2021, I still think Jamie Foxx could do it. Like, he's not an old guy. You can say he's 34 or something and is, you know, who cares? I'll take bets right now. How old do you think Jamie Foxx is right now? 45. 45. 52. 
Oh shit! Woo! And I'll tell you, I Forster, I was much closer to your number. I was like, maybe he's forty-six. Like I don't know, fifty-three. <laughs> he looks pretty good for fifty-three. He, oh yeah, well, he's him. also someone who like definitely hit like his stride later in life and got in much better shape more recently. Like he just 100%. kept at it, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. healthy okay. living. Fair enough. And healthy I feel like voice. <laughs> I think that's a pretty good pick too. I think. He seems definitely less like energetic than Mackie, but like that's yeah, that's a good thing. That's probably closer playing it closer to like how originally was, right? Um, I <laughs> I just thought of someone completely different. I had someone picked for this, but I think he's. I was about to say he's too good for this role, and I was like, that's that's not nice to say. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually much better actor. So, I and, well it, now now it seems even worse because I I just like spot decision decided to like recast him and I'm like oh no ne- did I just say this next person is not good enough? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Forrester, tell us who you picked. Okay, I originally had Jake Gyllenhaal, but he can do anything, and he's been a cop too many times. Love Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. So I, about him I know too. me too. So I didn't want to like throw him in here. I went with John Cho. Oh, nice. Oh, oh yeah. Good choice. Wow. When you said the nervous energy, I was like, he does Great nervous, believable, real guy nervous energy so well. Yeah. He can fight, but, like, doesn't look, like, super skilled. He could, looks like he would fight, like, in the movie where it feels very real. Like, everyone gets hurt. Yeah. Man, um, that's a fucking good choice. John like, Cho yeah. just, and he gives me, you're right, he gives me, a, like, tremendous regular guy energy. <laughs> but not regular guy energy where you're like, ah, oh, what a doofus but like well that's just a guy trying to go to work get the job done and go home exactly and yeah. i feel like i instinctively like him i mean i don't hate ethan hawk i feel bad i feel like i've been down on him all this time that's he just seems like a normal he always comes off like a normal dude and that's a good thing versus but i just never feel like i relate to him as well versus like john joe i'm like this is a guy every movie he's in i'm like yeah i like you even if you're evil i like you <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a testament to your pick that Chris and I were both like, yeah, John Cho. That's- yeah, I think you made the best pick out of the three of us there for <laughs> yeah, I, like, I didn't well, think about that. Like, man, that, that's good, though. He, he's in a lot of stuff now, and like, and he's done a whole range of things, obviously from like fucking Harold and Kumar to things like, what was that movie he was in recent, recently where it was like kind of a following, horror movie? Following? Follow? Searching, one searching, is yeah, it yeah, yeah, something yeah. on Facebook and finding his daughter? But like maybe not actually his daughter, and like maybe he was actually a creepy stalker. I think you had like different levels to it. I did yeah, not watch searching. that. It's called searching. Yeah, I didn't see it, no, but I saw the trailers. <laughs> and it yeah. was shot kind of like everything was off of FaceTime or Teams or or what. It was, it was way ahead of the pandemic curve. Everybody doing right. a movie on Zoom. <laughs> it was just video of him and then like his like sh- like shared screen, and that was it. And I'm like, that's. High concept. I don't know if I can. <laughs> it's real ballsy. I don't know. It's it's like a him, lot of work. It's like it's him facetiming the... the cop that was investigating. I'm like, nobody facetimes a cop and the cop answers. Like that's just not a thing that happens. But yeah, sure, I mean, let's it's not realistic. It. I'm not going to movies for realism. But <laughs> John, it's 10:45 p.m. What do you want? <laughs> yeah, when your expert is like, sure, I'll zoom talk you. <laughs> I'll explain exactly what you want to hear. Feels like something uh, we should eat in person for. <laughs> But no, great. <laughs> awesome pick, Forrester. Um, I guess that pretty much sums it up for our, our Jake Hoyt picks because, like, the real meat and potatoes of this is Alonzo Harris. And for for my movie, opposite Anthony Mackie, I picked Leonardo DiCaprio. 
Ooh. <laughs> okay. I love some so, calf. That's I'm a crazy thinking, matchup, though. <laughs> I, yes, I, I agree. <laughs> but I think Leonardo DiCaprio could, like, very similar to, like, his, like, Calvin Candy, balance the charming and, like, all of a sudden crazy intensity. And, like, he goes from, like, being really quippy and fun to, like, psycho shit very fast, like Denzel does in this movie, where all of a sudden he shoots a guy in the chest with a shotgun while they're having, like, a chill conversation. I think Leo could really balance the line of this, like, this really dangerous guy who you think is really fun and, like, too cool for school at the start and then realize, like, he's, A, in over his head with a bunch of Russian mobsters. So he's, not only is he dangerous and confident, he's he is scared because he's doing this, like, extra crazy shit just to get a million dollars so Russian mobsters don't fucking shoot him down. Yeah. In the street, which, I mean, spoiler alert, it doesn't happen for him. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert, it doesn't work out. That's that's a pretty good pick, because I was uh, first I was like, ah, I don't know. But then I was thinking about, like, when uh, Alonzo starts to, like, lose control of the situation, and you see him start to break, like, yeah. I was like, yeah, Leo could do that. Like, I can see I him actually doing that. But I see, can but see him he's... doing it if you, like, forced him to eat meat or something right before the scene. <laughs> But do you see DiCaprio making the King Kong ain't got shit on me speech? So, oh, yeah. Are you kidding I me? Do, He'd scream that shit. I think it would be less powerful. I think that's the point, though, is it would make him seem like it'd this be is different. guy is actually pathetic. Right. Well, Denzel kind of rocks like, it, when which is they go into that. They go into the neighborhood um, where Eva Mendes' character, Sarah, is like where he has his son. And obviously it's a like very rough neighborhood. And even the people around here, they like... They're, I don't think they don't respect Alonzo, but they, I guess they like have this respect fear for him. Mm-hmm. I think, and it, and it ends. It turns out they all fucking hate him. I think it would be like even more believable how much they hate him if it's Leonardo DiCaprio in that neighborhood acting like he owns the place. Like he would. The look dynamic like, does change if it's a white cop. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. It would and be I like, think that is very interesting. The cockiness of that would be effect, like wildly offensive. Like you'd be like, you're right. I, yeah. That that impact changes things. It adds such a layer of subtext to it that it, it actually makes it the gravity of yeah. them turning on him is like so much more. He has power as a cop over that neighborhood, and even goes in there and like has a son he has hidden away. Because I guess he has another wife and like four kids somewhere else yeah, that we I never mean, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got four sons and then a secret son. Yeah. Yeah. He never he misses. Don't miss. Yeah. <laughs> <There you Yeah. laughs> <laughs> but I think that, like, yeah, he might, like, not deliver the, the speeches with the exact same level of, like, gravitas, gravitas. as Denzel. Right. But, I, like like you said, I think that would help to show when he's, like, losing grip on the situation and on, like, his 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 power, quote-unquote, him doing the same speech but it just not hitting as hard would right. actually work out well. I think be, he'd be playing a similar character to what he played like in The Departed. Not necessarily to the same, but the same intensity level. I would oh, yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. I think that's great because it actually makes him like, uh, like it, it really does change the dynamic, but it also makes you like really kind of hate him. Like Denzel in this movie, sorry, Alonzo, like the character, like it's just like these people, are, like no one has any honor. These people are just scum. Like they're just criminals. And then you find out later, they're like, no, these like the criminals are actually like 
they understand it. Like you protect their knee or their nephew, their niece, and like you're like, they get it. They'll like let you live. They're not doing this because they're bad people. They're doing it because you know it's business. Versus, it turns out Alonzo's just kind of a shit heel. So like, this kind of works a little bit better, I think. Yeah, I think I'm warmed up since you've mentioned Leo in the conversation of I'm slowly warming up because I yeah, that's how it works. I yeah, think it's just a, you got a little bit of foreplay, man. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you just got to warm up the engine a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah, get the yeah I think Leo is, <laughs> of course, warm loop. Uh, I think Leo is much. He's a, such a talented actor that you put him in that situation, and obviously he's going to succeed in some fashion. And because of his range, it's definitely going to be able to bring that type of gravity to any monologue or. And again, you're right. Flipping the dynamic, the subtext of it just changes dramatically. You're right. Yeah, I think, I mean, here's the thing. No one is going to do it better than Denzel. But I'm trying to think of who is also a very, 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 very good actor who could probably come close. And that's, I mean, I originally picked Jamie Foxx for this role. But I just, I didn't love that pick. So that's why I just, I changed it to Leo. I had Jamie Foxx in the beginning. And I was yeah. like, uh, again, my, my, my scale was off. <laughs> But <laughs> I had Jamie Foxx in the beginning, but I was like, dude, but do I think he will be convincing? Because I find when Jamie Foxx tries to go for the high emotion, it tends to feel very overly dramatic. Mm. Uh, Motherfucker I, Jones. Yeah, it's like too much. You're like, take it easy, man. It's okay. We're okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Like, this, the, he Everyone does Everyone loves you, man. You don't have to try so hard. <laughs> yeah, you can cool, sing, cool. you can dance, you can act. You won an Oscar. It's okay. You can go to bed now. You, can, yeah. you don't have to keep telling the same stories. We're now, okay. Speaking of, Gabe, who did you pick to play Lonzo? All right. I picked the most, one of the most method actors of all time, uh, the guy who does grit for a living, Sean Penn. I, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I thought of gritty, gritty. Again, I picked Jamie Foxx. Again, God. think of the picture. I'm picking, I'm picking 2001 era type guys. That, but, but that's even now. I, I don't hate that. Like, no, I like that a lot. Now it, kind of works still it even still works even because i think sean penn is much old is still much older than than jamie fox yeah um, sean penn i i rewatched mystic river just to double check if i if he can still do that mystic river <laughs> is like great movie uh hold and on hold sean on rewatched <laughs> oh yeah Re mystic river is still a great movie and, and you did uh, yeah. a lot more work for this than the rest of us <laughs> uh, i just live off of content so like i'm working something's on the background and i'm like i'll watch mystic river while i'm emailing people and then i'll watch a couple <laughs> monologues pause go back you know i'm not productive i work in government um, there you go um <laughs> <laughs> uh, i sean penn just exudes grime just yeah. even in his real life i'm like is he okay is he, he is sort of a scumbag yeah. too because like he i think he like when he was he married to madonna at one point and like beat the shit out of her which is yeah. bad that's like, bad. I just Google Sean Penn, and it's like, what did Sean Penn do to Madonna? Yeah, <laughs> that's the first thing. I, I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> Reportedly filed an assault complaint that she has beat. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, okay. he's a scumbag. He's a terrible. Look at him. Just Sean, look at him. Look Sean yeah. Penn looks like a human cigarette. That's <laughs> the best way to describe him. And not like and a just, clean cigarette, like one that's burnt down a little bit and someone saved it for later. <laughs> oh, not the save for later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And like yeah, so obviously the grime and again, East LA, the grime. You got shiny Jamie Foxx with his big teeth, and he's just having a good time. Um, 
and he's probably humming. He probably he's got to sing. He's a, he's contractually obligated to sing in every movie. <laughs> so obviously he's going to be great. And you get lit cigarette Sean Penn to come in and be the grimiest white guy cop in East LA. Uh, you know, stealing and robbing from all of these drug dealers. This, like, and you'll get all of the exuding dramaticism that you get from all of those moments, but I, you also get dramatic, sub, beautiful subtext from Sean Penn. And is, I think that it's a very different movie, but I, I think he's as close to an Alonzo-esque character if you flip the dynamic. I'll, yeah, maybe I'll save this for when we go through if it's like better or worse, but like, I, I mean, you're right. That changes the movie like, a lot and I, I i mean i think it works i think it works because you chose jamie fox like just it's a it's a good like odd couple pairing in like a reverse kind of way where yeah anyways yeah i think it's great my my only issue is that i wouldn't let sean penn anywhere near ava mendez you should be legally allowed <laughs> sean penn has had some good looking wives in movies too also, i think like, that's also guys, wild guys for the record Keep the kid the same. The same cast for the child. <laughs> well, he's like racially ambiguous, so you can't really put your finger on yeah. Sean Penn. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sean Penn and Eva Mendes. I was kid up curly hair. Why is he kind of black? <laughs> that's I know. Anyways, that's, is it I even his that, kid? You, don't know. you just get child that. perms. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's crazy. Oh, right. so who'd you pick? For the great Alonzo character. Once again, this is one where I I, I actually waffled a lot on this one. I thought I had it picked out, went for someone completely different, and then kind of went back and was like, nah, I was right the first time. Uh, I went with Idris Elba. Ooh, nice. And then they say, you can keep him, either he can keep his, like, keep his actual accent, which I think might be good for this anyways. Uh, British cop in LA? He can do it. Maybe like he's, he's a transplant in LA. He can have a British accent. It like, can it work. Have to it's be LA. And, yeah, it's LA, yeah. baby. Um, and I think he has that like smooth, like I mean, I'm trying to think of what uh, rock and roller where he plays like a smooth, like British underground criminal. I was like, that's kind of the character I want. Doesn't he and play? He loses like, it when he snaps. He's scary. Stringer Bell in uh, the, Wire. In the Wire. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, it would be a similar esque guy. Yeah. I he can definitely put on the, and I think he can put on the charm quite well. So like when you first meet him, Denzel's great because he's just like, he delivers it so flat. But honestly, I was like, ah, this guy's kind of a dick versus I think Idris would deliver it. And you'd be like, this guy's kind of a dick. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I think <laughs> I the British it. accent would work for that where you're just like, can I read my newspaper? <laughs> I think even, even having him put on his accent, cause he's a pretty talented yeah. accent as accentist if you will but he's yeah he's a he's a striking guy he can do the line between charming and psychopathic killer fairly well i mean he did it in the wire uh, yeah that's and with john cho poor john cho Whoa. <laughs> and not only that there's like a significant height difference between john cho and idris elba so you yeah, couple that it, with the domineering. That's a crazy matchup. It really mm. does make you feel like this is one guy who's kind of like maybe coasting a little, hasn't actually had to fight people in a long time because he owns the streets. And then the rookie who's just like willing to like kill himself for this. Like the fights between them would be crazy. Yeah, that'd actually be... And I could believe Idris Elba in most situations. Like I could believe Idris Elba. You put him in any situation, I believe it. Like, <laughs> Luther's a great show where he's a detective where he doesn't change his clothes and nobody but, says anything. So I'm like, yeah, I believe that. that. 
when you said it was a camping situation, I was like, you should just be like a camp counselor. You know, talk about alternative camp counselor. Since he'd be like, no running around the pool. <laughs> just shouting at people. And I was like, yes. I yeah, don't I know what that. movie that is, but I want it. I would <laughs> like to see Idris Elba in the comedy. Yeah. <laughs> right? He's very funny in The Office when he's the manager for a few oh, episodes. He's yes. very yes. funny in The he's Office. very correct. fucking funny. God. Um, I am aware of the effect I have on women. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. That's a classic. That's a classic line. Yeah. Um, oh, and he does great speeches as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that would work very yeah, it's a very smart pick. That's a very smart pick. Yeah. I think Forrester wins pick. this episode. <laughs> yes. Well I always win every episode. Well we'll get there. We'll get there. But uh yeah, awesome. Like it, it was so hard for me. This this probably was the hardest one yet for me to recast because both actors do such an amazing job and it was so hard for me to think of anyone who could like possibly copy that. Yeah, I don't know if replicating performances like you, you have to. It's more beats in the movie if, as yeah. opposed to performances. Like you have to know that this guy has to be like your Ethan Hawke character or your your Jake Hoyt. Yeah, it has to be a, a a newer guy, a guy who can convey, you know, naivete. You guys got to yeah. be likable enough Naive to the audience where they. <laughs> yeah, they, well, they have to root for him. Like, he has to be a likable enough character. Like, you're not going to cast Michael Fassbender as this. Because Michael Fassbender, you see him and you're like, fuck, what the hell with this guy? Like, <laughs> I don't, Bradley Cooper, you're not going to cast him in this. Because you no. see Bradley Cooper and you're like, I don't really need Bradley Cooper to win. Like, eh. no. <laughs> He's already <laughs> winning. It's fine, all right? Like, he's going to be fine already. <laughs> Could have picked yeah. Ed Helms for Jake White. <laughs> Ed Helms would also be great. Hey, listen, there's a conversation for Ed Helms and Mark Wahlberg in a, in a version of this. God, I think Ed like, Helms would die in this movie, though. Like, instead of Jake surviving, <laughs> he would have died. <laughs> he would have died. Like, the, the, the Cholos would have killed him. They're like, yeah, when he goes to, like, save the woman from, like, the crack guy, the crackheads, he would just get killed right there. Yeah, 30 minutes in, he's dead. And then yeah, Alonzo just goes like, oh, day. time for a new newbie. <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. Let me call up the new guy, the second guy on the list. Yeah, all right. Actually, here's a question I have. Did did Alonso plan the double cross from the very beginning, or did he just decide to kill him off after he realized that Jake was too much of a goody two-shoes? Because it really seems like it might have been his plan the entire time. No, there's a scene when they're going back to the car after the whole situation with uh, the guy in the, the house with the money and whatnot, and he kind of, like, gives him a look while they're getting back in the car, and that's when he's like, oh, I'm just going to drive you to the Cholo's house, and they'll, they'll no, finish. I, I thought that was the reason he gets, like, the phone, and he stops in and, like, talks to Smiley, is he hadn't made up his mind yet. And when he, like, after that talk in the car, he had planned, you know, if this goes well, I'll drop off at Smiley's house, whatever, we'll talk, that's fine. If this doesn't go well, I need to get this guy killed, and I'm taking him there to get killed. That's what I thought as well, I just... At one point, it just seemed like everything led up to that and that he might have, like, been a scapegoat kind of plan from the whole beginning. But also, I believe that he just kind of decided after Jake was being too good to just whack him. All I could think of is he spent a lot of time after he had the money and after he thought Jake was, like, killed to, like, stop and count out the money in his house instead of just going straight to the Russians. Forrester, (laughs) that's exactly my problem with the movie. Why did you unclothe... I mean, then again, if I'm... Dating Mendez on the side. Ava Mendez. Count some money with her. That's why. Well, also, he's probably like, 
honey, I gotta go deliver this money to the Russians. And she just sends him, like, a photo of her naked, and he's like, well, I guess I got a couple hours, right? <laughs> well, he <laughs> was told to meet them at midnight. Yep. I don't know. But yeah, that's true. He stole, he got four million, right? And he had to give some to his, like, co-conspirators. Ah, uh, the mm-hmm. wise men. Yeah. yeah. He owed the <laughs> Russians one million, but he, yeah. they told him to meet him at midnight, so he had time to kill till midnight. Yeah, but, like, you can be early. <laughs> well, maybe he should have been. But I think that's part of it, right? Like, he's cocky. Like, he yeah, really yeah, believes yeah. that he, I already won. Nobody's going to stop me. I'm going to pop by. Like, it's it's the hubris of his character. Like, that's part of it. You I could think. have yeah. car troubles. Like, come on. That car has been beat up to shit. <laughs> yeah, it was shot at. Also, I completely forgot about the Macy Gracie where they steal the money from that other drug dealer in between. I, I was like, I completely my... forgot about that scene. They just bust into his house and the lady's like, show us the warrant. And Sheila knows exactly what's going on. You a crooked ass cop. You be stealing from people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Blast these fools. And then all of a sudden, 30 guys come out with guns like, oh shit. And they're blasting. I'm like, wow, that's all it takes. That's That's a good coordination, right? See the power of community organization. What happens when people come together for a cause? See, that's a neighborhood watch I can get behind. (laughs) They probably have a hell of a recycling program. They're waste paper baskets. Top. The thing is, in that neighborhood, they're all blue bins. That's funny. That's actually hilarious. (laughs) 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 They're all blue. That's funny. That's a good one. That's really good. I did notice, actually, like, obviously, that neighborhood was, I guess, like, the Crips. And then as soon as they go to the other part where Alonzo's side family is, everyone there is blood. And I... I mean, th- that's a lot more easy to see because everyone's just wearing red bodysuits. Mm-hmm. But in the other neighborhood, guys are just wearing, like, a little bit of blue. So I didn't notice it right away. But thinking about it now, they're it's like, They're ah. wearing clothing half the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's also L.A. in the summertime. So, like, how Alonzo's yeah. wearing a leather jacket the whole day is nuts, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how you know he's a fucking psycho. He was wearing a little toque <laughs> to begin with. That man's insane. <laughs> a little cool. You know, he's got to keep the waves down, though. No, that's that, what it I got to okay, support okay. that. I yeah. support that. I forgot now, the he leather had that much jacket. <laughs> <laughs> the leather jacket in 90 plus degree Fahrenheit weather is crazy. Yeah, well, that's psycho shit right there. And with a vest on. Wow, yeah, it is nuts. These are like black jeans, too. <laughs> well, that's just because it's the early 2000s in LA. Oh, yeah, that's right. All of that makes sense now. <laughs> okay, well, you know what? You're right. All of the all of the wardrobe choices have amnesty now because it is 2000. It's 2001. There wasn't anything good. <laughs> Not a single thing happened that was possible. Uh, Gladiator. <laughs> True. True, but there... That was 2002. 2000, it was actually 2000. 2000, yeah. Oh my goodness. But in Gladiator, you, you know, I mean, they're wearing weather-appropriate clothes, you know? <laughs> you're right, you're right. That's true. <laughs> loose, <laughs> loose, breezy togas, open-toe sandals, battle skirts, the whole shebang, you know? Uh, muscle tops. <laughs> That's what we need to bring back, guys. Battle skirts. I could really, <laughs> could really use the aeration down there, you know? I don't know. We, we live in a climate that gets pretty cold. I don't want a metal skirt next to no underwear. <laughs> oh, well, they wore long fast. tunics. <laughs> long johns, if you will. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Listen, if you're getting into a fight and the other guy rocks up in a skirt, you're going to lose that fight. Yeah, yeah, that guy's walking it with no fear. That's yeah. uh, he's got he's nothing to lose. That morning. No fear yeah. and a lot, like way too many high kicks. 
if you're high kicking with a skirt on, then buddy, you that guy is got more things going on in his life than I can handle. <laughs> yeah, that's a fight you just walk away from. If you're <laughs> like, do you want me to call somebody for you, pal? Are you okay? Are you, are you, I think I want to give you a hug. Let's hug it out, baby. I think it's you okay. need a hug. If your opponent is free balling it in the fight, he's out for blood, and nothing <laughs> less than blood will do. And it well, might be his, and it might be yours. Like he doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't care. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. God, I was about to say something terrible, but I guess... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we said something terrible. That doesn't sound like us at all. <laughs> once, once, once his dick is unleashed, it must taste blood before it goes back in the sheet. <laughs> <laughs> but that could be misconstrued. <laughs> that's nice. I mean, we, we don't often have to it. cut things out, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's real tears. Oh, boy. Oh, I think that is the perfect segue to get into the next segment where, uh, like I said, uh, so this is the point of the podcast for any new listeners and for Gabe, our new guest, um, where we'll quickly um, review our picks and uh, each other we'll decide if the movie, the new one, is as good, worse, or better uh, than the original with the new cast. So uh, just to reiterate, I had... Uh, Jake Hoyt, played by Anthony Mackie, and Alonzo Harris, played by Leonardo DiCaprio. I had Jamie Foxx playing Jake Hoyt. Oh, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry, okay, Dave, okay, I'm so okay. sorry. Sorry. You did. We're so Chris sorry. We're going to criticize Chris first. And then oh, yeah, I'm one sorry. Time. No, my this is me fault. failing as a host. Thank you for no, embarrassing no, me. No, no, <laughs> my apologies. It's okay, brother. Let's shit on Chris for a while. Yeah, that's how it go. works. And then you have to go next. That's how it works. So that, yeah, and then I'll always like go last because, you know, I spend the most time shitting on people. <laughs> that's right. Force is <laughs> our trusty anchor. No pink shame over here. <laughs> yeah, I'm a shit anchor. <laughs> so what do you think, boys? It's not a bad... You didn't make bad choices by any stretch of imagination. I think... If we're casting for 2021, I think that's a that's a sellout movie. That movie's making all of the money. DiCaprio's probably going to win an Oscar doing the same role as Denzel. Um, that role is really written to be done by an all-star actor. And DiCaprio's mm-hmm. got the range. Um, Anthony Mackie, yeah, he's likable enough that we want to see him win. Uh, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't choose him. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you're really there for the star and DiCaprio's a star he's gonna kill it uh do I personally believe him as as a shitty cop eh, I believe him as a shitty guy more times than not he only dates women <laughs> over the under the age of 24 so like yeah. I can believe him to be a shitty cop <laughs> he is a shitty cop <laughs> he is a shitty cop <laughs> uh but I think it's a strong choice I don't know if it's better than the movie um but it's like say as between, good what's between as good and not as good <laughs> Probably like, as good. <laughs> as good. good. Oh, I'll give you the as good, as, but as a, worse. Lots of things like, I don't expect it to be better because it is so amazingly done that I'll definitely take an as good. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm just being a piece of shit. It's very much as good because you, you picked caliber actors. To oh, like, fuck. You know who would have been perfect for my Jake would have been actually John David Washington. Oh, too yeah. late. Yes, I know. I'm, I'm not changing it, but Denzel—he's Denzel's son, right? He is Denzel. I think Denzel's son is playing he? Jake would be fucking yeah, how amazing. Did I not use that? Oh, whatever. I guess the last anyway. name. Uh, you know, whatever. shout out. <laughs> I guess that I'm thing that carries on between generations—the last name. <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, exactly. 
But then actors, and generally, if they have the same last name, you have to be like, is this person related? Because they probably are. But have you heard his voice? He just sounds like Denzel. <laughs> I know. Well, I never thought about it. I don't know why. I've only ever <laughs> heard him on Ballers, to be honest. So. <laughs> uh. <laughs> if you listen to him, like, if you really, li- not shouldn't say really listen to him, but if you listen with, with Denzel in mind, you're like, oh, that is oh, a okay. guy who grew up around a guy named Denzel Washington. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, shout out to John David Washington as a honoree pick. But um, yeah. Forster, what do you think? Sorry, you haven't... Uh... Okay, so... I I mean, I like this movie. I do like this movie. And I like your picks for it, because I think... I feel like they would get along better. Like, the original movie has this cold air where you're like... There's like a little bit of a standoffish thing between them. Which makes sense. That's the characters. That's how it's supposed to be. But I think yours, you might actually believe them as like warming up to each other and being friends. And then when like the double cross happens, it's like, oh shit. Like, it feels like shit really hitting the fan. Um, so I like it. I'm going to say that's good. Woo! I'm not going to say better, because it is, no. like... No, that's fair. One. Don't say it's better. You'd be a psycho <laughs> for saying that. This is a fucking curveball, all right? <laughs> yeah. No, but you... But Forster, you are right. I, you're, they, the build-up to the, the, the carpet getting pulled out of underneath everybody, yeah, it would feel more tangible. It does feel like Ethan Hawke and Denzel Washington, like, the entire time, you're like, he's just being shitty to him, like, most of the time. And then, like, so you're like, oh, he did an even shittier thing to him. So you're like, okay, whatever. Whereas I feel like with Mackie and Leo, you might be like, oh, they're warming up to each other, becoming friends. And then the shitty thing happens, and you go, oh, fuck. This guy doesn't care. This guy doesn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, versus Denzel Washington, right from the get-go, you're like, man, this guy does not give a shit. <laughs> Accurate. Accurate. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Um, all right, awesome. Two, two as goods. I'll definitely take it. Gabe, re, uh, rename your picks for us, please. All right, so and now this is my turn. Uh, <laughs> my, I, for uh, Jake Hoyt, I picked Jamie Foxx, circa 2001, but even in 2021. Does <laughs> he look that much older? Yes, no, he does. No. But, like, you know what? We can de-age <laughs> anybody. Um, and for Alonzo Harris, I picked Sean Penn. Uh, my, my last grandstand on this is... Uh, I went for acting performances and Jamie Foxx's ability to convey subtlety and to convey emotion where he's uh, just afraid for his life um, <laughs> while also being extremely likable uh, would pair very well with Sean Penn's genuine grime and his dislikability, <laughs> but also his acting prowess. He's, he is ability to turn from mildly charming to psycho to All back right. again um, and be believable as a, again, peak grime. Uh, I have some some real strong thoughts on this one that I was I made sure I waited till now to like bring them up, but like it's it is I think a drastically different movie, but I I kind of like it. I might even like it more. I may say as good for sure, but it's because like, ah, shot ugh. <laughs> the human cigarette for Alonso, <laughs> like makes everything he says like come off. Like, he's not just fucking with them. He's just, like, dead serious and kind of gritty the entire time. Yeah. He comes off a little bit more beaten down. So, like, when he says something like, you can't be messing around, you gotta, like, go home to your wife, or stuff like that, like, you go, this is someone who's maybe experienced, like, some real shit. And it sounds, it seems more caring than when Denzel delivers it. But then that would make the double cross, I don't know, I guess maybe more believable, where he's like, he doesn't care about anything. He's so jaded and shitty. Exactly, where it's like it feels less fun, like significantly less fun of a movie, but like 
probably a much more serious one and like good for that yeah it definitely the tone of the movie changes dramatically like i i, I don't think it'll be as rewatchable of, of a film no no. Um, no this is when you watch once and you're like fuck that was heavy i don't know if i can do that again the only reason i shouldn't say the only reason but i picked sean penn to be like if i i thought oscar winning caliber in the role and i was like if i pick sean penn he's like winning an oscar in this movie like he does this and i'm like oh that's gonna happen because him in that role just seems more authentic like i believe him being a shitty cop from la uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. who's taking it a kid who's like maybe maybe shouldn't be a cop but who knows <laughs> and let's see how it goes you gotta believe that the day after this happens he quits <laughs> like he He'd ha like what happens i would be so curious you're what not going to work the next day <laughs> Just showing up money? Yeah, I'm not going to play another <laughs> game. Like, I, I quit that. Yeah, fuck. I mean, I want to say, honestly, I think it's as good as well. Like, again, very different. I don't think I'm laughing as much at some of the quippy lines because no. I think, like Forrester <laughs> said, they're delivered more seriously. Um, But I like it. Like, yeah, Jamie Foxx could be a great... He, he Yeah, he'd do a great job. And, yeah, Sean Penn is like human cigarette but like the one that you left beside your bed and then relight <laughs> at six in the morning oh we've all been I here think <laughs> it's just, it is like i i think i really like this pick because it just feels like you whereas before there was that dynamic of like jake and alonzo like as them like you kind of see it from both angles you're getting along with both of them because like denzel's so likable and jake is supposed to be the protagonist I think with this, it definitely becomes like, yeah, like uh, Jamie Foxx is the protagonist and you're not supposed to like this other guy. You're supposed to kind of maybe respect him, but not like him. So I think it does change the dynamic to be a little bit more like streamlined. It's less buddy cop and more like this guy's having the shittiest first day ever. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it I. I'm interested, like, it, this movie, out of all, like, I had, like, several different types of matchups, and I, I settled on this one because I looked at the matchup, and I was like, would I, out of all of the names that I've listed of different people, which movie where I just saw these two names would I watch? And I was like, that's an interesting, I'd see these two guys in a movie. I'd see yeah, that as two yeah. cops. I'd see, so the thing about yours, which, I, again, I think as good, at the end of the original, we let out, like, a, huh, like a breath because you're actually, you feel relief. He gets home, and for better or worse, he'll probably be okay. And he's like, he's out of it. He's out of the shit. But at the end of this movie with Sean Penn, Jimmy Fox, like, you might just be like, huh, at the end of it. Yeah. Like, you're, not yeah. As, you're not as relieved. You're just like, thank God. That's not over. thank God it's over, but like, thank God he survived. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Like, I think we might even actually walk away being shocked. I'd be like, oh, wow, he actually survived that one. Like, that's yeah, crazy. Like, yeah. This like, is nuts. Huh. <laughs> you guys yeah. seen Nightcrawler? Yeah. You with Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah, Nightcrawler? Yeah. Where, like, I watched that movie, and, like, afterwards I was like, that was a brilliant movie. I will fucking never watch it again. I cannot go through that again. Incredibly that feels accurate. like this. <laughs> Where it's like, I don't want to watch it again, but I it's will very say definitely as good the first time. <laughs> now... Speaking of, hopefully it's as good as the first time, Forrester, <laughs> tell us your list again, buddy. That was my nickname in high school. <laughs> tell us your list again? <laughs> <laughs> I have a very spe specific uh, needs, all right? 
All right. Uh, for Jake Hoyt, I have John Cho. And Alonzo Harris, I have Idris Elba. That's such a good... God, that's good. Ugh, I'm is mad. This, Gabe, is it better? So here's my thing. So I've, I've sat on John Cho for quite some time. I like John Cho a, a lot. And I think if I can, if we can like super amalgamate everybody's picks, I would pick like John Cho and Sean Penn. And like that's yeah. the new movie. Yeah, uh, that's fair. John Cho is like tremendously likable and he's such a good actor that he conveys, again, being regular, which people think is easy, but it is not. In fact, it's like quite the skill to be like, I'm a, I'm an average person just that, figuring life out. That's what I said. Ethan Hawke is a brilliant actor and he just always comes off regular to me. And I'm like, that's actually such a challenge. <laughs> well, cause actors for the most part are very charismatic and high energy and, you know, and to just play down like you're just some dude who isn't a fucking multimillionaire actor definitely does take talent because like yeah so maybe maybe not better but like i think forrester like definitely as good i would say it might depending on the idris elba that you that you (laughs) get because idris elba is a little spotty when it comes to his dark tower like if i get dark tower like he's not bad but i uh, like it's a watchable movie like i'll I'll rewatch that movie if yeah. you get an Idris Elba where it's like the first season of Luther, like oh, this is this is a film, like this is a very oh. different. Or you sometimes wire. get like uh, Idris Elba and Cats. <laughs> <laughs> we never speak of Idris Elba and, yeah. <laughs> and Jason Derulo. <laughs> Don't you mention that movie on this podcast? <laughs> Do you watch the Anyways, asshole version or the non-asshole version? <laughs> It, um, what we can really say is it depends on the address of it all. <laughs> it, does, it does depend on the address of it all. Uh, I think it's a, it's an as good, at bare minimum, if I get like regular address, it's, a, it's as good. I think it probably airs on the side of much better because of John Cho. Uh, and for other reasons as well, like even the demographic of people in LA, it has a very significant Asian community. Mm-hmm. So obviously having an Asian person in the, in the role changes the dynamic dramatically. Having a an elder black person as as the elder cop still it changes the dynamic having two racialized people as police officers changes the film dramatically so there is that whole element alone in la in 2021 i think that does maybe make a slightly better movie so gabe are you saying that forrester fixed racism in la <laughs> exclusively no, no, in fact where were that. you where were you during the L.A. riots? You just could have had these two out there solving yeah, the crime. Yeah, Forrester, you really let the world down, buddy. You've been holding this on the whole time? <laughs> you need to pitch this to directors right now to get this on screen. <laughs> You're the reason why Trump lost. Joe oh Biden, God. first hundred hey. days, buddy. Let's get it done. <laughs> unity. Unity. Inner Selma, John Cho. <laughs> <Come> <laughs> Oh my god. god. Can you I can also see them being like good friends because I feel like they have similar energy. <laughs> well, that's probably why the film probably works as well, because you they're probably believably charismatic guys. And mm-hmm. them talking together, even if they're kind of shooting the shit or even it or some of shit talking John Cho, you still feel like, yeah, I think these guys kind of like each other. Like, yeah, yeah. I can see being a partnership. I walk away from this really believing that I want to yourself a John Cho movie. Like that's, that's yeah. <laughs> Right and We're, if we can, maybe a comedy, because I really want to see that uh, lifeguard scene. <laughs> no running! <laughs> no running in my pool! You share the ball, all right? It's not your turn. 
<laughs> them as camp counselors, them running a camp. Are they two gay guys running a camp? I want that movie. Or a gay oh, couple running a camp. That's the movie I want. How did we get from that from Training Day? Who knows? <laughs> Listen, I mean, that is on like part of the course for us, getting all over the place. Um, we get everywhere. It's on the ceiling. It's on the walls. You do not bring a black light. Yeah. <laughs> is that the byline for the movie? Yourself, John Cho <laughs> Unity. Don't bring a black light. <laughs> oh, man. So oh. I think that wraps it up for the uh, the structured bit of the podcast. Um, I think we, we all around did a pretty good job. Listeners, you can agree with me. Um, actually, you have to agree with me because that's the contract you unknowingly signed uh, when you started listening to the show. Um, <laughs> it's in real, real small print. That's why we don't get people to read. <laughs> yeah. So ah, uh, the eyes. But before yeah. <laughs> we before we sign off, Gabe, tell us a little bit about Concession Stand podcast. Oh geez, I feel like I should have had something prepared. Uh, the <laughs> Concession Stand podcast. Um, it is I and another gentleman who is a comedian in the city, Marlon Palmer, also known as that dude McFly. He's got a fairly substantial following on the YouTube, allegedly. Uh, I shouldn't say that. He does. Uh, <laughs> allegedly. And on Twitter. And on Twitter. Oh. So he, um, we are guy. We knew each other from the, uh, the Toronto stand-up scene, uh, and he has a pretty successful podcast already, Extra Gravy, uh, that got picked up by Spotify. And then maybe end of August, early August, he was like, "Yeah, I'm thinking of doing another podcast." I'm like, "Cool, whatever. You, I can support." You know, people say these things, and then we started talking about film, and he's like, "Let's let's do one. Let's start a band." He said, "Screw it, let's do it." Uh, and uh, we started the concession stand. And every Saturday on all streaming platforms, we talk about film, TV, cinema, other worries to say movies. <laughs> <laughs> it the is, moving pictures. <laughs> I've I, I listened to some of it. <laughs> talk- it is very funny. Like, you guys are both very funny. Um, and I, I definitely commiserated with how you go from topic to topic very fluidly, but crazily. And it's, it's so much fun to listen to. Like, it goes from, like, okay, we're talking about, um, you know, Marvel movies. And then all of a sudden, uh, do humans have free will was the topic of conversation. 100%. Like, That's, it was... It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. I mean, it's fortunate. I think, you know, in a better world, I would love structure. But I don't like structure. Like, in my mind, I like to think I like structure. But I don't. It's bullshit. Uh, and it as, as we have done, as we have done here, we just love tangents. Yeah, exactly. No, it's it, listeners. If you know, if you like the kind of the fun, uh, you know, bullshitting that we do, uh, you'll enjoy this concession stand because it's two actual funny people, uh, <laughs> actual stand-up comedians doing it instead of these three schlubs who just know each other from university. <laughs> no, no, we are yeah. we are both still two schlubs. <laughs> just happen to be comedians. This Fair is enough. not our full-time gig, so I mean, comedic schlubs who who happen to occasionally get paid doing occasional comedic stuff. Oh, professionals. Dang. All right. <laughs> we are in the presence of greatness, Forrester, and I'll have you not forget it. I I put my best pants on just for this. <laughs> Amazing. You um, told me pants were optional. <laughs> for you, for you, for you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, I think that pretty much uh, wraps it up for this episode. Um, everyone who listened, thank you. Hope you really enjoyed it. Um, we Gabe, we'd definitely love to have you back in the future yes. for some an absolute pleasure have me back anytime this has been great
All right, we'll hold you to that. Now you're contractually obligated as well. <laughs> you done <laughs> um, fucked up, take, bud. Take both fun thumbprints. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> listeners, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you're on a platform that has rate and reviews, please do that. Five stars really helps. Um, you know, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at CinemaSwap. If you want to, you know, tweet your pics at us or like the photos that we post because Forrester is a very talented uh, <laughs> artist and... Uh, we bang out some fun little content for you there. Um, yeah, let us Gabe, know if you, you s- want to if you want to see our movie with John Cho and Idris Elba. We're <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> taking Hashtag donations. Unity. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if we can take that. <laughs> Man, uh, but yeah, again, Gabe, thank you so much for being on the show. It was an absolute blast. Um, listeners, you know, catch us next week. We'll be doing another movie. Sam might be back because he might be you know less busy with school if not it'll be another chris and forrester show which we know y'all love so much um and more important than all of that drink some water bye cheers guys thanks